The Warcraft movie opened up this past weekend. How does it stand up to the mountains of lore? Whose side are you on? It's E3 week. Game on! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's video game movie anatomy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Movie Anatomy. Today, we are covering Warcraft from 2016, this past weekend, if you're watching us live. Uh, I am one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Joined, as always, by the wonderful Stacey Shuttleworth. I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me on Twitter at Stacey Shuttles or on Twitter and all over the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. Where you are a nerd doing stuff. That is exactly what I am. It is E3 week. We are in the thrall, see what I did there, of uh, a whole bunch of news, announcements, amazing stuff. So uh, it, it was no no uh, a coincidence that Warcraft opened up while we're waiting for all of this hype. So, with Warcraft, this is a movie that is almost 10 years in the making. I think, I, I was at the Comic-Con where they announced it and showed a couple of props from Weta way back in the day. So, to finally see it come to fruition is, is pretty spectacular. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, so, th- this is Video Game Movie Anatomy. We dissect the film adaptations of some of our favorite pieces of interactive media, and... I, we got another good one this week. We did. This one was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Yes, we saw this, uh, full disclosure, we saw this in IMAX 3D, so at the maximum capacity that our eyes could take it, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I'll Completely, again, uh, transparent. Uh, I was not excited for this movie until I saw the trailer in IMAX 3D before Star Wars. Yes, that's actually exactly when I got excited, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it yeah. was like, oh, the, the scope of this wow. is bigger than any sort of regular eyes can seem mm. to contain. So you got to go that extra step. Uh, so a breakdown for those of you not familiar with the Warcraft franchise. The peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders. Orc warriors fleeing their dying home of Draenor to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. Warcraft. One of my favorite yeah. things, and so this was directed by Duncan Jones. One of my favorite things about him, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into the production side, is he fought for the orcs not to be just the villains. Yes, originally it was very, very one-sided, and he was like, no, you know what, it's no fun that way. That's and and also it, it makes sense because uh, yeah. true to lore. So so uh, in in preparation, we knew we were going to be doing Warcraft this week months ago. So I, I've been doing research. I, I've been trying to find a good copy of uh, Orcs and Humans, uh, the first Warcraft that came out in 1994 to play. Couldn't find one. So <laughs> so happening. I just I did as much research on this lore as I could to make sure that I was educated in in what was. Uh, what was the true to form and what they changed to make a little bit more accessible to the movie. It's, it's small things here and there from what, from all of my research mm-hmm. of the tomes of Warcraft, but uh, it's still made for really interesting film. Yes. Do you think uh, fans of just fantasy in general would, would be open to, to this movie? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really interesting world, whether you're familiar with the world of Warcraft already or not, it is a very interesting world. And I mean, they certainly pulled out all the stops in making it look like a fully developed world. Mm -hmm. And we only got a little taste of kind of what was going on in there. So it's open to a lot of, a lot of possibility. And it's actually 
uh, funny that you say that. Uh, let's let, while you say that, we'll go to our speed run, and our speed run is a definitive. Quick review of the film. It's something you would see on the back of a box uh, when you're walking through your local GameStop, Best Buy, Target, whatever you would like to go to purchase a game. Uh, It's a quick review that we use to sort of establish what we thought of the movie quickly. They're supposed to be quick. A lot of times on the show, they're not. I'm Uh, sorry. So uh, do you you have an actual speed run or do you have a little bit longer one? This one's pretty quick, actually. Okay, go ahead. I mean, yeah, it's pretty quick. All Mm -hmm. right. Warcraft is visually stunning with a visceral, immersive manner that brings a brilliant clarity to the world, but does not come through quite as strongly for character depth or transparency of plot. However, all the questions that you walk out of the theater with just kind of leaves you wanting more. Good. That's a good one. I like it. Mine is the most complete game adaptation that could use an extra 40 minutes. Yeah. There is so much. It's This is yeah. dripping with content and questions and how did they get here and and what happens to these characters next? What do all these tomes mean? There's so much background that I want Mm -hmm. that I felt like I could have sat there, yeah, for at least another 40 minutes and had all that information given to me. There's, uh, the the rumor is, is that 40 minutes got cut by the studio and I will say- I want them. I want them too. (laughs) And and that means we're going to be getting a pretty sizely uh, Blu-ray cut and- uh, we're going to get to it at the end, whether we think it should have a game over or a extra life and extra life because I can speak English. Uh, sorry, English major. But uh, the the thing that saved this movie was the box office in foreign territories, because once yes. this movie came out in Europe, the critics just hated on it. Oh, destroyed it. Beyond hated on I it. Mean, I think this is the most polarizing movie that we've had in when it comes to uh, reviews. Yeah, and it's not even like the negative critic reviews were just kind of lukewarm to it. They are trashing it. I mean, mm. they are just blatant hating on it. And and I'm not I'm not a fan of that. You got to give everything the proper chance that it, that it needs. No. We'll get more into that yeah. uh, later in the show. <laughs> uh, our next segment is something that we like to call a controller toss moment. That is the moment when you're watching. The, I know this is a PC, so throw your keyboard, whatever. Uh, when you're watching the film and you silently have that, you have got to be kidding me. And you wing your keyboard, or you're the angry German kid and smashing your your, your computer all up and oh. down. That's an old meme. Uh, so so it we use this sometimes as positive, uh, but uh, traditionally it's negative. Uh, there's just some things that a game can or a game based movie cannot get away with. What is one of the ones that you had? The whole love thing that was kind of shoved at us. So uh, the one between, between Garona and Lothar? Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. It's just like, all of a sudden, oh, you're in love with him. You should go. Yeah, that line did just come out of nowhere. What? You should fight for the ones that you love. Mm, excuse me? Mm. Did I miss something? Maybe it was that 40 minutes. I'd... Maybe there's a little bit uh, early on. Um, is that your only one? That was my big one. That was your big one? I mean... Um, mine was the look of the mages when we got to the, the floating city. The the It was cool how their <laughs> eyes were, were glowing, but uh, at the end, when everybody's... So, when, when Anduin gets crowned king, um, there's the one representative from that mages guild who just is just kind of like standing there and just kind of like casually is like blinking his eyes up and down like he's falling asleep but with the glowing the eyes glowing and the, going on. it's like you can't not notice it you couldn't get a take of they were really proud of that effect so they just wanted to make sure everyone noticed it it's a jerry could you could it jerry 
Can somebody just get him some Visine or something so we can get his eyes open? But that was at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That can sh- I was in. Hey, you made it. From the top. Far. I, I really, when I was thinking about this segment, I couldn't really think of anything too much. Because yeah. it all, at long, long-time viewers of the show will know, I, if, if the world makes sense, if you explain the world, then I'll be in. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, as convoluted <laughs> and silly and some may say terrible as it is. Some? That... Most may say it is. There you go. I, if you go back and watch that episode, I, they stated the rules of that world and stayed within the rules of that world. It's not the world that we know or <laughs> anybody could have wanted, but it was... Um, That's fair. All right. but, but this was done a lot more successfully. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, our cast. Huge cast. The, the, the folks that we have written down here are just... A handful oh, yeah. of uh, of folks that that were in this movie. We've got uh, Anduin Lothar, Garona, Medivh, Lane Rin, Durotan, Cadgar, Orgrim, Doomhammer, Blackhand, Gul'dan, Lady Taria, and Draka. Uh, just a handful. Just a handful. Um, Travis Fimmel. What did you think of him as Lothar? Well, I love him in Vikings. Mm. I mean, I really i like the way that he kind of carries his, himself and the way that he can like throw his attitude around and i think he did that in warcraft too to a lesser extent um it, his i felt like his character in vikings and in warcraft were very similarly based mm-hmm. as far as motivations and mannerisms but his mannerisms are fascinating to watch and i think he did you know he brought them through here too i, I agree so in, in the lore uh medivh Lane, King Lane, excuse mm-hmm. me, and Lothar are friends from childhood. Right, and they went into that in the movie. Well, they told us. That a that little was, bit. They told us that was the situation in the movie. You can tell from the interactions between Anduin and Lane, yes. as well as uh, uh, Anduin and Medivh, and then Lane and Medivh, mm-hmm. that there is history there. Oh, yeah. It, we didn't get a flashback of like, well, here's them playing as kids, and it's really cheap and thrown so in. close and yeah. cute. And, yeah. Um, but... Uh, we got that relationship in uh, mm. that friendship, that long-lasting friendship, kind of allowed Lothar to be a little bit more reckless because they're like, "Ah, he's going through a bad time." Yeah. He had a bad time. He lost yeah. his son, uh, thanks to Blackhand. That mm. yeah, ooh, that that whole <laughs> that whole scene at the pass was not fun. Um, Paula Patton is Garona. Our only non-CG orc because she is half Draenei, or the movie alluded half human, mm-hmm. half orc. What did you think of her performance? She was good. Aside I, from the shoehorn I mean, love story. Yeah, aside from that. Uh, yeah, I think she was an enjoyable character. Uh, she kind of had that almost like, we have to have a super badass woman here. And she fit that bill. But it was welcome. It yeah. Oh, it was. It was totally fine. It wasn't forced. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, you know, she doesn't really deserve this, but that's her role. She was a very clear cut character, and I think her history would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the little bit that you see of her while she's with the orcs, like what she went through with them, would be fascinating. They made her character more uh, compassionate and more mm-hmm. relatable to the human side. Uh, in in the lore of the games, she has uh, she gets shown a vision where she kills somebody who sees her for who she really is. So mm-hmm. it's not, hey, 
it's not Lane going, no, this is the only way, which is a lot more dramatic and a lot more of a movie, but a little yes. bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more, hey, there's a, you're going to kill somebody. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, all right. Why did it have to be him? It's to Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but awesome performance. Some of mm-hmm. the some of the key comedy. Uh, she got those moments, and that was another thing about this movie. Is it what it while it did have a lot of serious stuff in it, it had plenty of time to see the levity of the world to establish that this is a living, breathing world and not just war is our lives. I mean, even the the orcs, even the relationship that that we see between uh, Orgrim and Duratan, mm-hmm. as little as we saw, just the moment of Orgrim just tossing a rock at Duratan's face and going like, <laughs> as they're. Yes. It, it's small, but that's like, oh, they're friends. Yeah, you have you kind of get that background that you know you don't need flashbacks for. Mm-hmm. You see, all right, they've got a bond where that's okay. You know, that's how they act together. Uh, we've got Claudio Mendez in the chat saying, in Warcraft lore, it was Medivh and Garona that was the romance, not right. Lothar. Um, well, I mean, we didn't get. I mean, speaking of Medivh, we didn't get mm-hmm. a lot of time with him. Not particularly. And we no. didn't get to see uh, how he first. Uh, built up the relationship with Gul'dan and decided to build the portal. Um, and it, I, I thought they were throwing us for a loop when it was like, hey, Gadeev's the bad guy. And then the next scene was, oh, yeah, Gadeev's the bad guy. I was like, oh, yeah. What? That, it, I mean, it was. It happened so quick that it was like, oh, all right. And then he said, it has poisoned me. So it's like, oh, all right, cool. Okay. Sure. But Cover there their was, tracks. Yeah, there was very little background there to and even, explain what happened. So it was like, uh, okay, all right, Sure. And something that I think every fantasy movie needs to take notes on is if you're introducing a character, make sure that their name is said clearly so that the audience oh can understand it. Because uh, for, for <laughs> folks who don't know this lore, hearing Lothar for the entirety of the movie and then within the last 20, 25 minutes, they start calling him Anduin. Anduin. And I mean, the connection was made fairly quickly. Sure. But at first it's like, hold on, hold on. Did I miss where they introduced like his full... And though I'm terrible with names on a good day when they're normal names like bob or jane (laughs) so throwing these at me in various accents and with various i mean like character quirks said with them i just (laughs) i had to look them up afterwards to get half of their names it was bad it's it it's understandable Uh, um I mean, it's not understandable, or else we would know their names clear. Um, Medivh took a little while to... It was like the third or fourth time they said it was like, oh, that's Medivh. Cool. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Khadgar, uh, who was uh, just called Joe Wizard. Because he's like, hey, look, it's it's this little guy, I Joe mean- Wizard. Uh, which I looked up his uh, modern representation in the games, and mm-hmm. he's he looks like a an all-powerful high priest. So it's like... That's Joe Wizard? Oh, yeah. That's there weird. Was a different, That's interesting. Different terms um, with that. Bob Lothar, new character. Um, <laughs> I would remember it. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Cooper uh, played, or, or well, we're still on Medivh. What did you think of Ben Foster's Medivh? He kind of played that unhinged line kind of fun. Um, the, like, I mean, you kind of got the gravity of how alone he was as the Guardian. So. The course of action worked mm. in that sense. Once you was, once you knew there was another side, you noticed the difference between the two sides. Slight, yeah, slight little things, um, ways that he would like ways things would be phrased or or inflected. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I, it was one of the things where I was like, "Is that Ben Foster? That's Angel." <laughs> All right, uh, a, a fun job by him. Dominic Cooper is Lane Wren, uh, King Lane. 
Uh, I thought he did all right. I mean, it was a strong okay. king, open to uh, any sort of suggestions from Garona. Like what could, he he was a king that was like land first, one hundred percent. I have to protect Stormwind, and and he said that really well. He looked really young to be king, though. He, yeah, his appearance out of all of the characters, his appearance threw me off the most. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, are you sure? Is that the king? Is that? Especially Does for he me, fit here? he looks just like a professional wrestler named Damian Sandow, and that that threw me off every time he's on screen. I was like, Damian, Sa- oh no, wait, no, I guess not. Um, and then I think probably my favorite character of the entire movie, Tony Kebbell is Durotan. Fantastic, and the the really first upset scene at the turn of events there. Well, I mean, so the the way that it, it worked in in the lore is they got assassinated right they weren't they didn't stand up to Gul'dan at the top and mm-hmm. and um the frost wolves were all killed it was more like we don't trust this guy but you know for the horde and all that so we'll just stick around for a bit and then right. they got uh, assassinated um so yeah um at, amazing character the first scene between him and draka with with the hand on the stomach was like okay this is a full acknowledgement of how mm. awesome the CG is going to be I won't have any problems with it moving right? forward that was just a little show off right there no. mm. <laughs> but it also really established his character I think that said a lot about who he was and how he was going to act mm. going at, going oh, that, forward that reminds me I need to write hold on um, let me write something down for uh, line at the end uh, which I can't believe I forgot. Um, so yeah, I, he, he was my absolute favorite character. Um, ben Schnetzer as Cadgar. Um, I, I suppose it was it, they were trying to make it seem like strength can come from any from anyone from any side. Um, yeah. But from from another from a cast who is playing to the the fa- we are in a fantasy movie we are going to be larger than life and then mm-hmm. we have Ben Schnetzer going. Yeah, so I'm a wizard. Can I look at your books? I'm going to cast some spells. Uh, I'm going to do a seal here that will be a teleportation spell. Right, and it didn't even seem like... I mean, it didn't really seem like he was so fascinated by the world of like books and knowledge and like pursuing all of this wisdom either. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I stumbled into this book. The thing on my arm glowed and I oh, yeah. th- found that was, an that was adventure. Controller thing. This book. It's this book because my tattoo says so. Yeah. Magic. We're 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 fine. We're fine with it. Good. I I don't know if like his enthrallment with magic came across as much as it could have. Yeah, because he just kind of showed up and said, Hey, I'm a mage. By the way. <laughs> um uh, also in the uh, Claudio Mendez again, Cadgar in the lore gets old right after he defeats Medivh because of the bad magic he absorbed, which makes sense. He's taking on a, a weight right. that would age him. That and makes then sense. an interview came out uh, with our director and he kind of addressed that too. Duncan Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Kaczynski as Orgrim Doomhammer, uh, much bigger place in the lore than it is here, but the fact mm-hmm. that we got to see hints of his and Durotan's friendship was really cool. Very set up. Yeah, very good setup. setup. Uh, Clancy Brown, awesome to have Clancy Brown get a role like this as Blackhand, who got mutated by the fell by the end and was just this badass dude. Awesome character design to begin with, first off. The big bone stuff in the back becoming a part of him and the claw becoming part of him. Uh, Daniel Wu as Gul'dan, which, awesome. I love this guy. He did a phenomenal job. And also, he's one of those guys that you look at and go, he's the bad guy, right? He's got green glowing eyes. You know. He's stealing the souls from people in mass. Yeah. Especially 
there, there's a scene where Orgrim is is talking to him like, dude, the Frost Wolves. It, once they see the power of the Fell, they'll probably be like, all right, don't worry about it. We'll be good. And he, Gul'dan is slowly draining the life force out of a human. Just starts and stops. He did it like and three times, him, oh. and it's just a, especially in three D, seeing a dude just like dying, shriveling every time. It it was very visceral. It was it was good. Yeah, it seeing him torture. Really was like, what a jerk. I was like, oh, this guy is just terrible. And and he's still around. He did not get his comeuppance in the end, which is good, because he's he lasted very long in the lore. I think mm-hmm. he only died relatively recently. Because yeah. I remember his face being on box art for World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, Lady That's Taria, played by Ruth Nega, the uh, wife of Lane Rin and sister of Anduin Lothar. Um I really liked her. She was great. I thought she did a fantastic job. She was such a fun character. Mm-hmm. And what little we got of her, I think her character came across very clearly as to what, you know, what she was about. And a great actress, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ruth, uh, now in, oh she's gosh. in Reaper right now. Uh, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It took me most of the movie to figure out how I knew her. Yeah, it's the eyes. She has such sympathetic eyes and it uh, offering the clothes to mm-hmm. Garona and uh, her her at the end while Lane was going off to war that was yeah, yeah. awesome was awesome character very very good and gotta say um, Anna Galvin as Draka uh, Durotan's wife and mother of uh, oh god well, Thrall thank you yes. <sighs> brain there's so many names <laughs> there's um, a lot there is a lot uh I loved getting to see her. She she put uh, why female orcs are badass on display when in her mm-hmm. final scene, uh, sending Thrall down the river, uh, and then her and Durotan's relationship just OTP. I know, it, which made it even which sadder. Was so upsetting. I, I think that they were the most effective like way to bring that. I want to say, like, humanity to the orcs, but that's not quite the right word. No, but that that's... relatable kind of, hey, these are not monsters, hmm. necessarily. Yeah, it, but it made it relatable because mm-hmm. everybody can relate to parents. Yeah. Like, and, and, and hopeful parents. And, and well, like... Well, just the love between the two of them, too. Sure. Like, the relationship there. Um, like, I guess I'll spoil it now, but one of my favorite lines being, hey, can you hide your, your big belly? Can you hide that big head of your... And then just, ah, we're in love. Yeah. And... Everybody can relate to that. Everybody has seen that. Everybody has experienced that. And it's it was a great way to start the movie off mm-hmm. uh, with the narrative instead of just the uh, dictation. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> this this movie was essentially a retelling of uh, the first war. Excuse me. And it changed a lot of narrative stuff to make it mm-hmm. sort of simple in uh, terms of uh, – common movie going audiences instead of drinking demon blood to gain the power uh it was all just the power of the fell uh from gul'dan Mm -hmm. that's what turned the orcs green instead of their regular brown color which we saw from durotan and orgrim maintaining uh we saw thrall in uh being kept alive through fell magic so the fact that he's being sent away while all of the business was done with it uh makes me feel good about him um do you think that this was easy to follow 
Despite the, the think, quick cuts sometimes. So I think the plot was easy to follow and character, you know, what was going on with the characters was easy to follow. Locations, if you asked me to draw a map of where these things were taking place, I still could not do that. Mm-hmm. And I did research afterwards and I'm still a little unclear yeah, they showed on us, where these things are happening. And the problem I think with that also is they showed us a couple of types of maps. Because they mm-hmm. showed us the war map, which had all of the terrain on it. Then they would show us a flat map where it's like, oh, they're all here. Uh, so getting that sort of sense of world is one thing. Never quite got my bearings mm-hmm. on that front. Uh, as far as the plot, I think, um, I mean, the plot was, was pretty easy to follow. I think there are a lot of unanswered plot motivations that okay. it could have benefited from. I can, Yeah, I can understand that. We need a little bit more background on some stuff mm-hmm. and the extra time could have padded it out. I hope that it's a completed 40 minutes. You know, like they finished right. the whole thing and then went eh, and pulled some stuff here and there. Because if we could get a full director's cut, I, I think that would be that would be the thing where this has a second life on home release and streaming and all of that. Um, yeah, I would absolutely like to see that. The critics, I think, are turning mass audiences away, whereas uh, gaming culture and Warcraft fans of all ages are coming out to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the theater that we, we saw it opening day, Universal, IMAX, it wasn't a full theater, but it was a responsive theater. You know what? It was. And for a Friday evening, it was a pretty good crowd mm-hmm. of people in there. And most of the people in there were into it. And a lot of families. Not not yes. just dudes with horde shirts, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of families, um, older parents or uh, younger parents with younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the the effects, the, the magic, the spell casting was so something unlike good. we have seen in a major release. Because even magic... Even in the Harry Potter movies, is it's not quite like that. It's like, hey, it's a beam. Hey, mm-hmm. it, I mean the the fact that the big battle between the deadliest wizard and the greatest wizard of all time is just beam fight. <laughs> hey, my stick is stronger than your stick. We're gonna deal it out that way. Whatever, yeah. but but this was all the different seals and the different colors representing the different types of magic. Awesome. Cadgar using the runes yes. all over the place was incredible mm-hmm. being I, able to draw such everything a nice out. little touch like him scrambling to find materials just kind of added that realistic like this is actually how it would be you don't just magically have and it's all the hard stuff you need mm-hmm. it's it's a skill it's not just oh hey so yeah i'm magic and i do magic things and i learn some words and Good. smash and do magic um but yeah, um, as as much as as i i would i, I gave cadgar some crap before um a Upon his uh, arrival at the end of the movie and the character he became at the end of the movie and the role he Mm -hmm. he assumed at the end of the movie, I I would like to see more with him. Yes. Uh, I would like to see, like, just more. He's got to grow into himself. Yes. I know. Just more more with all of of us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Seeing Lothar turn into the great lion that that he becomes. Um, Yeah. Like, the... Using the duel, the orc duel, for both the Durotan... Uh, Durtan's inner strength and right. and Gul'dan's uh, these names. I know. I love it, but it's making me interested in this world. Uh, Twenty five novels yes. that I <laughs> don't want to read, but I will. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we get an audiobook sponsorship and we can suggest a good one to you. But uh, yeah, the, the, that battle was awesome, mm-hmm. and it set the stage for when Lothar's son gets killed. Uh, him. Uh, all these names, him and Blackhand having their duel was like, all right, here we go. This is yep. going to be a drag out fight. It's just going to be violence. Nope. 
human cunning, uh, and and not to discredit any or, any of our orc listeners, um, but human cunning instantly beat this seemingly unbeatable monster. Yep, absolutely love it. And that was actually probably one of my favorite um, continuity things with Lothar too. Yeah, yeah. One of my one of my lines actually. The slide. He just oh, okay. inge- just his general kind of attitude about that. His oeuvre and his yeah his approach to fighting. Sure. So, um, at this this was a lot this was a lot in a short amount of time uh but fun and and, and i would i would see this again uh big screen like i don't think the little screen will do it justice but I, the imax 3d really just it ruled yeah. it, it was so it totally nice ruled. um I, I would recommend going to see an amc or joining any of the like anything that has a theater program or rewards program because mm-hmm. the imax 3d tickets are like 20 something bucks then you get uh food and you end up with a whole bunch of rewards do yourself a favor go see warcraft on imax before something replaces it because it's awesome absolutely awesome so there was some fun stuff that they put in as nods to the game uh we got a murloc at the top of the movie which got a cheer from the audience that was, exciting. That was pretty cool like turn around turn ah that's fine we got it right. um <laughs> and as you see in some of these classic or these classic these these war movies these fantasy war movies there is a flyover and oh, yeah. for this it made sense because it looked like a real-time strategy game and i was just like okay this is really cool. Super into it. I just want to grab these this zone of people and send them to this next. Uh. You were ready to go. I was ready to go. Like I, I'm ready to queue up some Warcraft three because <laughs> uh, that one I know I can find. Uh, Bl- and I'm surprised Blizzard. They might be waiting for BlizzCon, but uh, I'm surprised they didn't re-release stuff. Like, hey, here yeah. you go. Unless they're trying to to do what Marvel is doing and make like one continuity so that everybody can follow it. But uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, kind of playing with all the changes and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Uh, mind narrative. me don't in the chat saying Rise of the Horde would be a good book to start with. I'm going to write that down. Rise right. of the Horde. Uh, if you don't so mind, uh, yeah, let us know on Twitter. If if you are of the Warcraft fandom, uh, follow us on Twitter. Use the hashtag VGM Anatomy. Let us know what Warcraft stuff to get started with because uh, this, this opened the book for us. It's a little overwhelming looking at all the stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Guidance is welcome. Much, much welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the fun stuff about the production of this. Uh, announced in May 2006, uh, it was supposed to take place in the era of Warcraft, Orcs, and Humans. And and it still kind of does. It sort of melds from one into the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dropped, feeling that it would be maybe a little bit too close to Lord of the Rings. Which, it, it evoked a similar feeling. It does. Um, I mean, especially when you started getting into the dwarves and the elves part of it. Oh, dude, was I, was, an, I, I wanted mean, more dwarves. They were really cool, and the, and the drain eye as well. Mm-hmm. Just please, oh yeah. goodness! It, there were some cool things that more. Just yeah, just more. more. <laughs> I mean, when you start in a dwarven foundry making guns, yeah, like why would you cut away from that? It's like, hey, you got to go. No, I want to stay no. here. More of that. Dwarves <laughs> are my people, bro. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so they dropped it, uh, even though, the yeah, it, it feels like, hey, we're building this team. There's this huge adventure that we're just on the brink of doing. Stay with us. There's going to be more, just like Lord of the Rings. Um, this was supposed to come out in 2009, um, but it got delayed to 2011, and then it was announced that it was still in the treatment stage. It's been a rough, rough uh, Development road. hell. Yeah. Not as much as Halo. Halo's been well. just in such hell, but but I'm I hope that this... Is like, yo, we can do it, and it can be well if we put the right people in it. Mm-hmm. 
So this would have been terrible. Oh, Uwe yeah. Boll uh, originally expressed interest in wanting to direct this movie. And Blizzard was like, <laughs> nah. It's cool, bro. Um, we will not sell the movie rights to... Uh, movie, yeah. We will not sell the movie rights. Not to you. Especially not to you. Because it's such a big online game success, maybe a bad movie would destroy that ongoing income, what the company has with it. That is a quote from Blizzard. Um, Sam Raimi was supposed to be attached <laughs> to direct, which would have a completely different feel, I yeah. think. Um, but Duncan Jones uh, was attached to the project in January 2013. Um, but that's when he was like, yo, we gotta drop this trope of humans being the good guys, orcs being the bad guys, which sets itself apart from fantasy movies uh, elsewhere. And even games, like Orcs Must Die. Orcs Must Live. How about that? Uh, but with Blizzard's approval, Jones changed the story. Uh, and for those of you who don't know Duncan Jones, he is the son of... Of David Bowie, uh, David Bowie, depending on what country you're from. Um, but he uh, he did Moon. Um, uh, oh, what was the other movie he did? Source Code. Mm-hmm. He did Moon and Source Code, which were like this. This kid's got something. So when he got attached to Warcraft, this is his first huge, big budget, big jump, blockbuster, mm-hmm. and knocked it out of the park. Absolutely phenomenal job. Would love to see him return. To this franchise, he can keep it. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. he Let can have it. it. <laughs> can he be the Blizzard guy? Can we have Duncan Jones do the Overwatch movie, the Starcraft movie? I'm in. J- can we start a petition? I mean, I think there probably already is one. There I'm was. Go sign it. <laughs> there. Uh, so the the tease at the top with the Blizzard Entertainment splash showed Starcraft, showed Warcraft, and then showed a, showed Tracer from Overwatch, mm-hmm. and then but that just made us go. I can't, now I, I want to one play Overwatch, but two, can we get more Overwatch? Can we get an, just an Overwatch, Overwatch animated movie? We got shorts. Let's get some. Let's just get some Overwatch in here. Um, so the reception this this movie unfortunately did not do too well in the U.S. It opened number two behind Conjuring Two, uh, but it did huge in China. It huge. broke the 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 overseas record in China, which was originally held by the last Fast and the Furious movie, which is crazy. I mean. Yeah, this movie did crazy well over there. It would have, it was a budget of 160 million and right now its worldwide gross is 286.1, double almost doubling its amount, so it's a success it. at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um a hit maybe not um but it's got a 7.7 7 out of 10 on IMDb and 27% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics, 83% for audience. Crazy discrepancy. That's the biggest crazy. separation I think we've ever had. I mean, and it really goes to show how critics are still looking at these movies. Yeah. And, I mean, I agree with some of the points of the critics critics as far as not getting enough information on some points, but that film was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It, it was, yeah, it was enjoyable. We it had was, characters that we can follow. That's why yeah. I say Durotan was the, the, the heart of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. In chat right now, we've got uh, Slime Lord saying, uh, Durotan's death shocked the F out of me. Me too. Uh, my favorite character in a long time. I honestly did not expect that i did not going into it i didn't really look up the lore going into it i did Mm -hmm. that all after so i was shocked yeah especially since he since he's the first character that we see we're like oh that's the hero lose him that's the hero um but i think that made it 
stronger. Oh, I, it was a great. Yeah, it was great. But I mean, and this shocking. is also a movie. This is a movie that's not afraid to, and a lore that's not afraid mm-hmm. to go. Oh, hey, this character has to die. Yeah, now. we're not going to follow the same character throughout this immense lore. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I get it, but it was still very surprising. Thanks for the update, Matthew Norton. Chat is saying it's now three hundred and four point five million now. So good, it made Excellent. an extra fourteen million since I looked this up yesterday. Uh, fantastic. That's a fu- that's a good Sunday for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so let, so speaking of critics, uh, Rohan Nahar from the Hindustan Times, and I totally agree with this, Warcraft is a film made with love. It is unafraid to be nerdy. It laughs in the face of mockery. It is, for better or for worse, the best video game adaptation that I have ever seen. I totally agree with that. I think so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this this. <laughs> Thank you, Rohan. I'm happy. And, I and mean, I, I, I found also the the funniness in finding a man named Rohan for a fantasy movie. Uh, that's for you Lord of the Rings fans out there. Why not? Uh, <laughs> ben Kendrick. This is one of the negative ones that we saw, but it still had a positive message to it which from Screen Rant. Which most of them didn't. Which most of them didn't. Most of them not were so abhorrently I... disagreeable that oh. I like. I, I'm I'm all for everybody's opinion, but it was so negative and full of venom, like it was. Uh, dripped from the fell itself. So many of them felt like like this person just had a really bad day and they needed to bag on something. Mm-hmm. And Warcraft got the like, this is stupid like, and I didn't terrible. like it. This is dumb. I don't like it. It's gross um, and it looks ugly. Whereas Ben Kendrick, despite having a negative review, was still uh, relatively positive about mm-hmm. it. Warcraft lays an enticing foundation for future installments in the fantasy adventure series at the expense of its current cast and story. That's that is a well received criticism. I think that's a fair, yeah, and I think in some ways that's a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and it does it set up this world, and obviously, you know, more. Just <laughs> we have a but, new king, a new guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orcs are now here. They want the the rest of the horde has to come through the portal. Uh, we right. need to figure out a way to uh, power this portal without killing innocent lives. So it'll be an ongoing uh, battle between the orcs and the humans for like, hey. What? But then it's it's an it? argument of mm-hmm. what lives do you use to open it? Is there a different way we can open a portal, etc., yeah. etc. So uh, uh, that's it. Again, this is the first war. The second war uh, is presumably set for the second movie, though mm-hmm. we don't know, and we would like to see a second movie. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that that's we're ruining that, that. We part, are but whatever. Uh, it's we can do that. It's okay. <laughs> we we came out of this movie so pumped. Like the score was phenomenal, and and oh, even though there was no was there was no end credits tag, which mm-hmm. I mean every movie expects, they ended it with Thrall being found by the humans right. and and roaring and like Rah! it was so it was adorable, <laughs> but it was also like this kid is gonna be a gladiator badass. We are going places. Yes, we got we got a lot happening now. We've got three different camps of people that we're trying to watch over, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm ready for it. I'm yes. so ready for it. Men. So let's go into some of our, our uh, favorites of this movie. Uh, we already talked about one of my favorite lines. I think both of our favorite lines uh, about the head and the belly. Um, but what are some of the other ones that you like? So uh, one of my other ones is the Lothar one. So how we were talking about how we beat, uh, you know, his big boss battle mm-hmm. <laughs> with cunning. Uh, earlier on when they're fighting an earlier um, horde, I yeah. guess, with his son, he tells him, they're stronger, be smarter. Yes. That, that was the one at the at the gorge, In, right. uh, Black Blackstone Pass. 
There's, there's so much lore. I'm sorry for ruining things if I am, because because we respect this lore. I know. It, I, it is I can a much still only history. say that place. So. That place where his son died. I'm trying. Um, I'm working on it. But, but uh, that, that also showed the evil of uh, Black Hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah. Yes. And uh, so just I like that line just because it really sets up you know, how he thinks about battle and what kind of a fighter and person he is. I mean, he did that duel barefoot. Like, he dropped his shoes in the golem and was just like, whatever. All right. Uh, And, oh, dude, him, his relationship with his griffin was just so badass fantasy. I would say cooler than Gandalf's uh, relationship with the eagles, but we also, we barely see that in the movies. Right. I think that Lothar's relationship with the Griffin was probably more in depth than his relationship. That's with the, the real son. OTP, real OTP. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know they commented on that, or he commented on that, not feeling too close to his son, but still. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was still. It's a fun relationship that, and and it's reassuring that he still has someone mm-hmm. because at the end he feels abandoned by Garona for for killing King Lane. Yeah, uh, that's a messy situation. Yeah, but at least he still has. A friend, because mm-hmm. um, all of Earl and him and Kagdar, Kadgar, yeah, Ugh, yeah, they kinda, yeah, they kind of came. They got a thing. They got a thing. They did. Um, I, th- I mean, best line in the movie is there. They made camp. Uh, Garona is is catches Kadgar's eye and just says he wants to lay with me, and everybody's like, "Wait, yeah. what? Hold on, wait, <laughs> he won't survive." How do you, I don't understand how you creatures survive. It's like, okay, we're talking about Bonin and Warcraft. Uh, a, a lot of fun. Show that Corona had more, was more than just, uh, ugh, me orc, uh, mm-hmm. to not just the crowd, but to our human friends. But also very much that straightforward orc mentality mm-hmm. was still very much You want to do this? Her. You can't. You won't be able to do I it. I don't believe you. Uh, and then also when... Uh, uh, Cadgar goes up to the floating city and he steps up to the to the cube mm-hmm. and it opens up and the guy's just like, it's never done that before. Just really, <laughs> just... like, how about that? Oh! <laughs> this is probably destiny. Like, oh, um, that was interesting. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did you have another one? Um, less of a line, more of a moment mm-hmm. when uh, they're arming G- Ganora. Am I better right? Garona? Garona. Okay. Thank you. It's okay, go I'm ahead. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they handed this little knife the queen hands it to the her. The queen, yeah. So she hands her this little knife. She's just like, really? It's like, this is to protect yourself. This. This is? And then later he's like, I want that sword. The big, like, club, yeah. two-handed, yeah. One of those funny moments with her. <laughs> yeah, Garona, all of the characters, while we don't have enough of their backstory, we get interaction Mm -hmm. and that's what builds our relationship to them uh, as strong as it is right and we see their relationship in the present Mm -hmm. uh which is important and even though i would like more of their past relationships and what made them who they are i'll settle for the present yeah with the limitations of a movie i you know i get it and i know why it is like that better than like an extra 10 minute opening sequence with more vo where it's like i wish i could experience this with these people instead of them just telling me what's going on right so yeah i, I think that it worked. felt old real fast yeah. <laughs> um so uh, one of our favorite parts of this and we kind of stole it from our friends over at action movie anatomy uh is we recast the movie uh from actors the year of the original game's release so with this uh, Orcs and Humans, Warcraft Orcs and Humans came out in 1994, a big year for movies with Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, 
uh, uh, Forrest Gump, <laughs> Interview with a Vampire, so much stuff, and a lot of great actors to choose from. So uh, we are going to be starting with... Uh, we're going to be doing Lothar, Garona, Durotan, Gul'dan, and Medivh. Uh, I left Khadgar off. Just, I mean, do you do you have anybody for Khadgar? You know, I didn't have anyone. I had I had trouble with this one. <laughs> I, I, had a, I, I just looked at a list of movies and went, oh, they would be so totally down for all of these folks. Um, well, really quick, just for, for a bonus for Khadgar, I was like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, oh, he's young. He's he could he that could works. be this fun, excitable kid uh, wanting to magic. Um, but let's start at the bottom with Medivh. All right. Who do you got? I really want to see Keanu Reeves as Medivh. I put Keanu too Did because uh, he had already done. As far as I remember, he had already done Dracula at this point. Um, and, and his, the big movie of the year was speed for him. So mm. it's like, okay, he can, he's open to action. Um, right. I don't know what year he did Shakespeare, uh, <clears throat> but e- either way, he, right. he has, he has, uh, done roles that could be open to this, maybe not eccentric, but this self-important. That, yeah, that towing the line yeah. with that darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was a good fit for that. I think Funny. so too. Um, I also put Johnny Depp. Uh, this was the year, uh, what was the movie, uh, where he was the director, um, crap, brain, either way, uh, this is a year where he got to flex sort of his, um, his, uh, eccentric muscle Mm -hmm. a little bit more, and I think that could have put him, uh, that could have put him into that spot. Uh, Gul'dan, who Uh, do you think for Gul'dan? Kenneth Branagh. Rana, really? That's okay. Interesting. It'd be fun. I went with a similar sort of uh, level of bravado, mm-hmm. but I went Jean Renault. He's a... you, you don't know Jean Renault? Okay, I don't know. so he. Uh, I mean, I probably do. Obviously. Leon the Professional uh, is a French actor. Did uh, I get one that you might? He was in Godzilla. He was one of the freedom fighters. He, he's an okay. amazing. He's an amazing French actor um, who has just a sort of presence. That okay. uh, leads himself to lends himself to this sort of power. I had another one. Did you have another one? No, that was my Christopher Lloyd. <sighs> yeah, that's a could one. I mean, especially with Rasputin, which is mm-hmm. uh, later, a little bit later, a little bit later. We know that he has this sort of dark sorcerer in him, mm-hmm. and and I, I I'm kind of playing to that knowledge of the future a little bit, but All right. he, he He's capable of it. Absolutely, he would kick ass as oh. Gul'dan. I would good. love it. Yes. Um, who do you have as Durotan? Uh, our, our hero, our Star so Wars hero. So he was one of the ones that I had a lot of trouble with. Really? Okay. And I ended up with Bruce Willis as my my choice there. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was I was like Willis is pretty big around this time, but I don't see him like. It, see, it was kind of a clunky fit. But. So this is this is where we're sort of fading off the classic action movies of the late 80s, uh, early 90s. So I figured they would put either Stallone or Schwarzenegger in, in, in the role See, as I considered the hero. Schwarzenegger, and I mm-hmm. wasn't totally sold on that either. But yeah, it would be the obvious choice, mm-hmm. I feel. And this was True Lies, uh, which was everybody going, oh, okay, Arnold still has it in him. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of True Lies, for Garona, uh, gotta do it. She ended up becoming a huge fan of the series anyway. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, that's right. She went in cosplay and everything. Mm-hmm. She showed up at the premiere in cosplay. But uh, yeah, he, she, uh, 
That'd be great. She's got the size, mm-hmm. so she's she's a little bit larger than life already, uh, and and she could fit that badass role. Oh yeah, I think she would absolutely with nail that it. kind of snark, straightforward oh, totally. humor. Absolutely. Who, oh, who like else that. do you got? So um, I had two. My my first one was Uma Thurman. I thought because, Uma as well. You know, Pulp she was fiction. kind of that growing into that kind of role right then. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought also Sandra Bullock. Sandra, I considered Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little more of a stretch, but still kind of fun. Halle Berry. Yeah, I could see Halle for that. She's just like I'm. Just, the, like the first two, I was like, but they're so small, they're so puny. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, but but they both have the chops to mm-hmm. to fulfill it. The attitude for it. Though I do think uh, we wouldn't if they did this movie, they would have to go practical. And yeah. and everybody would be in costumes. I, that's you know? kind of what I was trying to consider a little too, because there would be no huge CGI effects for sure. Uh, yeah, I, like I don't know if you could have made this movie and like you, this was announced in 2006. I don't know what a 2006 version of this movie would I look like. I think at any point it would kind of feel like a yeah, almost a cheaply made attempt to do something fantastical. I don't know if they'd be able to pull it off. Yeah, even with even extent. with the strength of Weta's division, mm-hmm. all of all of their projects led them to this, where we have half of a cast that are fully CGI in a almost fully CGI world, mm-hmm. and it has to be believable. And it was. More and so it, than The Last Hobbit. Uh, mm. I... So, so here's the sad thing about the Hobbit movies is is we saw the first one together and everybody was like, yes, this is so awesome. excited after the first one. Uh, our, our friend Jenny cried at the uh. first and was just weeping once the music started. Um, missed the second one in theaters. And now, now I'm like okay. kind of happy that I missed the, the end of the Hobbit trilogy. I don't actually think I've left a theater that angry ever. Hmm. But yes, anyways. Wow. Much better uh, than that. <laughs> much better than that. So we've got our hero, Anduin Lothar. Who do you have? So I decided on Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. For Lothar. Yeah. Yeah, they would probably pull him. Uh, kind, of, kind of appropriate for the time, and he's got that look for mm-hmm. a warrior. Uh, we've got two big movies from this guy in 1994. Mr. Brad Pitt as Lothar. A young, strapping hero. He would have... Yeah, he's got the look. Bro, yeah. For um, sure. Especially after seeing him in the long hair with interview with a vampire. Mm-hmm. Just like... Picturing it right now. Okay. <laughs> Aren't we all? I think we all are. Good. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. man. Um, <laughs> so yes, those are our recastings. We did Lothar, Garona, Durotan, Gul'dan, Medivh. Um, and if you have a Cadgar, let us know. Use the hashtag VGMAnatomy. Let us know who your casting was. This is 1994 version of warcraft that was a full sentence that i finished with no no pauses it was perfect it was perfect uh perfect. so it, it's hard with a with a good movie to kind of really nitpick when you're like ah, oh, that was enjoyable that mm-hmm. was enjoyable too but do you have any final thoughts on uh, actually and at, after we finish up with warcraft there is a little bit of news that we can talk about but but go ahead i mean i do there are a lot of story points where i think that they did need to be expanded on. Mm-hmm. And there are points that I was really confused on coming out of the movie as someone with very little background into the Warcraft lore. Sure. Of course, me as a person, I go and look it up immediately and fill myself in or yeah. try to my best ability to fill myself in. Uh, but I do think that could be a problem with some of the general audiences who just go to a movie to watch a movie and then walk away from it. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, you know, again, that 40 minutes would have been welcome. And I would have sat there and stared at that world. But it sure. was because it was beautiful and overall 
the characters were, you know, well presented and yeah, I want more. <laughs> so it's pretty it's a success, right? This is not a perfect movie. No. This is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. This is an adventurous movie. This is a movie that is trying something different. You have to find where the good and the bad are. It's not it's not as black and white as it may seem. And right. the ride that you go on is fun. I, I would love for there to be this is a universal movie, let's have an experience at a universal theme park. You know? I I think this now that it is a worldwide success, it may not be as big of a success as uh, they wanted, but they have so much room to grow with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal has the opportunity to continue this. And and uh, as as we get into Game Over and Extra Life, kind of a little bit obvious if you're listening to us at this point, um, I, I, had, today. I had so much fun in this movie that I want to be a part of this universe now, you know? Uh, I, for the Horde, for the Alliance, it's up to you. For Pony, that's what I say. But um, that's a really deep reference that very few of you will probably get. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to know more about this world. It made me interested in this world, mm-hmm. and I hope it did the same for other uh Either Fairweather, Fairweather video game fans, Fairweather Warcraft fans, maybe people who only played World of Warcraft who didn't know about this history, even though it's pretty extensive. Uh, this is a great opportunity for uh, other video game creators to go, you know what? Warcraft tried. Everybody liked it. Let's see what we can do. Let's get more video game movies out there. Uh, so Owen. keep it going. <laughs> Let's get some more Warcraft. Let's get the second war. Let's get to World of Warcraft where mm-hmm. it, it explodes with content. And, and then World of Warcraft goes into its 20th year. Uh, hopefully the developmental time of Warcraft 2 doesn't take as long as this one uh, because no. we'll want more. And, well, I guess we'll have to play until then. So the last thing that we do uh, before we sign off, even though we're going to have some extra news, the last thing in relationship to this movie is we give it a game over or an extra life. If we want to see this series continue, we give it an extra life. But if we're absolutely (laughs) done with it, it's game over time. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but... I mean, you could at this point. Extra life. (laughs) Extra life. I I totally agree. That's one. Uh, Or two or three. Let's re-roll this, this character and, and get ourselves some fresh life. Um, so before we go, uh, we didn't have enough time to, to pull it because it happened like right before our show. Uh, the new Assassin's Creed behind-the-scenes trailer, uh, which we're definitely going to be talking about on the show when it comes out in yes. December, uh, it, it showed some behind-the-scenes of what it's going to be like in the film with uh, our boy. Uh, we, we don't know the name of our protagonist yet, but uh, what did you think of the trailer? The behind the scenes? The behind the scenes I haven't seen it. I was driving. Oh, oh you didn't see it? I haven't it? seen okay. it yet. No. I'm going to go fix that right after so, this. So, um, please tell us how you feel. It does a little bit of, of a background of the world that we see from the Animus. Uh, we don't know where this, uh, this Animus is. Um, as fans have seen, it's not just, hey, sit on the table, fall mm-hmm. asleep, and then you'll wake up and you'll know some sweet assassin's moves. They made a change to where it's a full brace to where... He's physically doing the moves in real life. Well, so when he wakes up, it's like, oh, I've done this. Okay. I know how to do that this. That was in the first trailer. I mean, that was in the... Yeah, the, but, that but was they've really explained cool. it. Okay. But they explained why they went that way with the animus. Okay. Well, I was really into it in the trailer, so... Oh, sure. Totally. It was just this giant claw coming and grabbing Michael Fassbender. Um, but with Ubisoft's full dedication to the Assassin's Creed franchise in general, as well as this movie, they made an entire film division for it. Um 
the Splinter Cell is on the table. The Division is on the table. Watch Dogs is on the table. I would even say Rabbids are on the table. They did the TV series for Nick. Why That's the heck true. not? Uh, Rayman, an, an adventurous Rayman movie. Mm-hmm. I think Ubi has so many franchises that they, they can utilize. Blizzard has a lot of franchises that they can utilize. Overwatch. Overwatch, <laughs> yeah. We're going to get season two of the shorts. Uh, we'll figure out a way to uh, make that work. They did show them in a theater. So that could count. Counts. Maybe we get an excuse to talk about them there. Um, but yes, it is E3 week. It is Nerd Mecca for video game fans. Um, I am trying to uh, thieve my way into the convention. So uh, yeah, hopefully I can bring some more information on that. But uh, we are going to be back here June 27th. That is two weeks. That's, remember, we go every two weeks. We just made up for a week because of Memorial Day weekend. We're going to be off for 4th of July, but it'll be our regular week transition um so june 27th tune in we're going to announce what movie we're doing in due time uh e3 is going to have a lot of stuff being announced so if they announce something that's relatively soon or something that's relatively hyped then we'll we'll pick that but we still have a sony press conference to get through which starts very soon uh so yes um stacy where can the folks find you and what are you what are you working on for nerds doing stuff so you can find me at stacy shuttles on twitter or on twitter and across the web at nerds doing stuff working on all kinds of stuff right now uh hopefully getting back into cosplay but definitely working on sewing projects so yes make sure to, to nerds doing stuff on twitter as well as the website and constantly talking about game of thrones yes this is my life game of thrones <laughs> is our life um really quick matthew north and chat sings saying they are making a watchdogs movie it's confirmed from their press conference uh had to miss the end of the press conference because i was doing another show on our network jedi alliance so i will uh, go back check that out um thank you to everybody in chat uh remember we are live if you're listening to this on youtube after the fact or on itunes after the fact we are live 6 p.m mondays every two weeks uh make sure to follow the popcorn talk for information on when we go live you can be a part of the show so uh thank you again to everybody in chat make sure to leave us a comment a review on youtube and itunes follow me on twitter at mark Donica. so much stuff happening at the popcorn talk so much stuff happening at our sister network after buzz tv um but that will do it for us here uh enjoy the rest of e3 if you see me there stop me uh follow me on twitter just in case we end up there so Stacey Shuttleworth, Patrick Dees, thank you for joining us, and we will see you in Azeroth. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals. 